Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies, one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and I'm joined again by my very special guests, and they are... I'm Dave Palace, and Sean, you complete me. <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Sean German, and, and Dave, you touch me. Ooh, scandalous. <laughs> Touching and scandalous. Yeah. yeah. And I like I like that the uh, the minute who shagged me. Yeah. That's like uh, you know because you're talking about one minute and it's the spy who shagged me. It's, it's clever. Trying like. trying to trying to be a little uh, a little clever and cheeky here and there. <laughs> cheeky monkey. <laughs> well, the minute does begin. We're on minute sixty four. Six four. It's quite a ways into the movie. <laughs> it's gonna be. Um, Scott would think I was a cool guy. So we're in the middle of like the break it down portion of this beautiful song. And Dr. Evil just wanted his son to think he was cool, take over the family business. And instead, Scott thinks Dr. Evil's a square. Yeah. I mean, he's evil, but he has feelings too. Um, That's kind of the way I feel. I remember in middle school, this song was sang a lot at lunchrooms. And what, what, what kind of cheesed me off was, like, I could quote half of, like, Weird Al's discography, and I was, like, labeled, like, a real nerd. And then, Dweep. like... <laughs> I love you, Dave. And then, like... But, like, after this movie comes out, like, everybody at the lunch table is, like, doing this rap song. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's cool to parody, like, if it's in a movie... But, like, if it's an actual artist that's been doing it for decades, no, I get it. No, I get it. Cowards. You cowards, all of you. No, you're just a dweeb of, like, weird owl. It's fine. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> and this is, like, a, 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 a story that really goes nowhere. But um, I, I was listening to... what this podcast to, is all uh, about. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was listening to my iPod today at work, and I'm do I'm doing this thing. I'm listening to all my songs alphabetically. I'm just going through, and I've got Wild. like eleven thousand songs on my thing. It's full, and I'm just I started many months ago with just A, and I'm listening, and just going in order. And a song comes on, and it's about two minutes into the song, like the song's almost over, before I realize it's weird out. <laughs> It's the parody. Like, I thought it was the original song. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, these lyrics don't sound right. Yeah, tell me which one it was. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. Um, all right. Well, uh, uh, well you know what? I'll, we'll tease that because I'll, I'll have to look it up. I don't remember the title offhand. Uh, we'll tease it, and then I'll, I'll let you know I, tomorrow. I bet you, it's, right. I bet you it's a saga begins. Are you still on A? No, 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 no. I mean, you... you uh, Dave's closer. I'm in the S's, oh. but I don't know. Saga begins like I I would know that from True. the first. Wait, beat. like I would definitely. You're know that that's, far that's in this quest. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's you know it's weird. There must be a lot of S's and T's because I'm in the S's, but it's only like eight thousand. I'm in the eight, like early eight thousand, so I've got like three thousand more songs to go before I finish the alphabet. Okay. So I'm guess you know I don't know how many like W's there are or Q or you know V's or U's. So I'm guessing a lot of S's I'm and T's to, to come. Trying to think what song it could be. But uh, Dave, you're you're not too oh. far off, Dave. It is it is something oh, in the S's. Oh man, 
He's gonna he's gonna rip himself apart trying to figure this out. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's hard to figure out what discography was, what song that like didn't yeah. didn't register with Sean halfway through. I, I well, so Mo, let's let's you know. So so speaking of music, I'll, I'm gonna bring it back around to the okay. to the movie. I'm gonna get off off topic and get on topic. Um, so the continuation of. Uh, Dr. Evil's interpretation of the two of us rap where yeah, he's, t- he's talking about his feelings for uh, for Oprah and, and uh, Maya Angelou. What is, and, what is and, the, the, the <laughs> Oprah Maya Angelou? Like, what, yeah. what are those hand movements? I had, yeah, I had that, that same note. Like, I, I don't know. Is that like maybe just Oprah just like she has a lot of hair? <laughs> is like Oprah's hair and then you know, Maya Angelou, because she's a poet, like, kind of touches his feelings. Um, yeah. But I've, n- yeah, no idea what that Oprah movie. Did mo- Oprah like- ever do, like, a forehead touch? That's what we're asking. Like, yeah. was it, like, did she ever do it in Color Purple? Did she ever do it during her show? Yeah. Like. Maybe, like, if you get a, a guest that speaks American Sign Language, maybe that's the, the, just the sign for Oprah. Literally, as that's is- what I'm typing right now. It's like, yeah. uh. <laughs> The sign language. Sign, sign language for, for Oprah. Oprah. God, isn't that true that like sign language would be like, look, at the Sign Language Institute, we really need to get a symbol for Oprah. She's just too big. We can't spell <laughs> it out. We got to get a point across. Can't Oprah, be spelling just... it out. We just need a single <laughs> Oprah sign. I mean, she's one name. She's like Madonna. So like, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. All of, yeah. All of our one name celebrities is like you say the name, you know who it is. <laughs> Well, yeah. So there's there is some strange choreography, which I in in kind of lends more to the idea that this is re- like Doctor Evil spends time rehearsing, like rather than planning evil oh or like or leading his henchmen through target practice or anything like that, you know, or, or jungle exercises on the island. There, he's working on the choreography, and he's thinking, "Okay, like, what do I do?" He's got a full dance room with the mirrors and the hardwood floor. Well, yeah, sure. I can just see he's got the bar. He's like working yeah. out. He's got the leg he warmers. He does the flash dance every once in a while. <laughs> he does the flash dance. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. I can't. Okay, I'm good at learning choreography, but I will tell you that I dance. My dance spectrum is somewhere in between Mini Me and these henchmen. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, those are how my yeah. moves normally so, go. Right. So speaking of moves, is this a a dance double? We see Doctor Evil from behind, sort of skipping two steps at a time as he goes up to the platform to reunite with Minnie Me. You think is that a, is that a double? Is that a, a stunt dancer? That's all Mike Myers for. Yeah. Uh, he's just Mike working Myers. the room. He's he likes skipping. He's working the room. Yeah, he's skipping. And then we get the the henchman DJ, which is you know a key a key member of any evil crew, um, you know, and you know Casanova Frankenstein will tell you that how important True. the DJ is for for evil, and he probably got it from Doctor Evil. I mean, this is he's so far ahead of his time. No one, I'm telling you, no one had a DJ in the. I 60s. mean, he's got to have DJ two four five ready. His like yeah. henchman. <laughs> Well, these yeah, these guys don't last. No. So you've got your backup. Um, 
and then we've got you know they're, they're mixing it up with the dance moves with uh, up on the platform dr evil and mini me so first they're doing some popping they're they're sending the wave back <laughs> yeah. and forth the the, the classic robot. which you know again was not a classic then and then the, the robot which is what i really wanted to talk about the uh the great robot you dance. passionate about the robot yeah oh i'm i'm I, I can talk to you about about a robot dance um so for folks that don't know a little history lesson here the, the robot dance was inspired by Shields and Yarnell. Um, and if you're not familiar with those names, those were a couple mimes Ooh. that worked back in the, the 70s. They actually had their own show. They did kind of the variety show circuit, Sonny and Cher and that kind of stuff. And at one point had their own show just doing their mime thing. And their big thing is they, were, they would do robots. They would do entire skits. Where they would do, where they would pretend to be robots eating breakfast, or you know, it was kind of funny. It's like, ah, oh, robots don't eat breakfast, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so they kind of they they um, they were kind of the vanguard of that kind of robotic movement way before robots were really as prevalent as they are today. I mean, back then in the '70s, you had in sci-fi and stuff, but they didn't have Roombas and and things like that. So it was really esoteric that they were moving like robots that eventually inspired the dance. And uh, just a, a, a side bit of trivia I'll throw in. So Yarnell from Shields and Yarnell was Dot Matrix in Spaceballs. So she was inside the costume doing the robotic awesome. movements wow. while um, Joan Rivers just supplied the voice. That oh, wasn't Joan Rivers wow. in the costume. Joan Rivers did the voice, but it was Yarnell who was actually doing the robotic movements Damn. of Dot Matrix. So, and that's really the only good thing about that. Can I ask you why you're so, like, into mimes? <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's really cool. Everybody yeah. has their niche. Like, I just want to know. <laughs> um, I, you know, it was just I was looking for, looking for a niche, looking for something that, that wasn't, you know the uh, the underserved market. Where can I get in? And just there 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 are not a lot of podcasts about mime. And actually, at, at currently, as far as I know, there is only one currently running podcast about mime, and that is Five oh, Minutes. That's awesome. That you can find it at Five Minutes. Yeah, Mime.com. round of applause for <laughs> Sean German, everybody getting in on the mime market. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we get some popping, we get some robot dance, and then they, you know, break into a little bit of Cabbage Patch. It's, it's a nice little bit of choreography. And you know, these, they're, these are not, they're not professional dancers, obviously, but they're, you know, they're holding their own. Like, if you were at the club and just suddenly, like, two guys started busting this out, like, you'd form a circle, you'd back yeah. up and give them some room. You'd be like, hey, let's see what these guys got. And really, this is all Scott's fault if he just yeah. accepted his father. It's all Scott's fault. It is this all, you know. He just accepted his father, but he yeah. decided to call him a, a lazy-eyed freak, and then here you are. But, okay, yeah. Sean, I remember you saying something earlier this week about seeing oh, if no. Vern had lines or not. Ooh, yeah. I got a note on it. So, my personal opinion is that he didn't and that it was just on the record and he mouthed it 
What is your personal I'm, opinion? I don't know. Dave, do you want to chime in? You know, that, that you and I. <laughs> yeah, no, that... I, I, I always saw it as, yeah, this is from Dr. Evil's MP3 player he brought back from 1999. <laughs> that, that yeah. uh, you know, he asked Minnie, do you want to sing? And Minnie was like, no, I don't want to sing. So he's like, "What about this part? Well, you want to ma- you want you want lip sync to this?" And then Minnie me like nodded. Nah, he's like, "All right, great." And so that's part of their choreography. Is that? Yeah. So so I I, I kind of I started there. I started thinking it's he's Minnie me. He's just lip syncing. He's he's going along with that part. But then we get the reaction from number two, and he's like, you know, he's raising the one eyebrow. He's like, "What what what just happened?" He see, you know, so I, the reaction from number two makes me think something really unexpected just happened. And if Mini Me is suddenly, you know, coming out with this deep voice, this you and I, like, wouldn't that, that would surprise you. You'd be like, what? And so the reaction from number two makes me think that in, you know, in, you know, for the movie, they're obviously lip syncing. We can tell it's not great, but, you know, in the world... I think Minnie Me actually sings. Like he's 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 kind of like the the Silent Bob, like <laughs> of Jay and Silent Bob. Like he, he's got one line in the movie, and it just like everyone's like, "Whoa, what what, what was that?" And, you know, for for Silent Bob, it's because he always comes out with some deep philosophical yeah. stuff. And this the surprise here is not what he's saying; it's the way he's saying it. It's that he's got this deep resonant voice. Um, so yeah, so just again going by the reaction from number two. I think Mini Me actually uh, busts out and, and, and sings a little bit. Yeah. You know, I just thought like line. number two's a square. So he go. doesn't get how sa- surround sound works. <laughs> he just doesn't like. Wait, what? There's a uh, you know sound. Where's it coming? Where's this this band? You know, is this is, are these little musicians inside the turntable? What is this? Is that what, what is you this think devil is? magic? I tell you, if you're, yeah, if you're, the, if you're the DJ henchman, you pretty much got job security for a little bit. So you can't kill me until at least the song's over. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all these Right, you just keep cutting it It's like, oh, this is the extended 12-inch uh, You can't kill me I'm yet I'm just thinking about all these henchmen like dancing guns And how bad of an idea it is <laughs> Alright, yes. that brings up my note yeah. So this STEN is an acronym For the names of the weapons Chief de- de- Designers Major Reginald V. Shepard Harold Turpin And N for Enfield So that's where the STEN comes from Shepard uh, Turpin and Enfield. Over 4 million stands in various yeah. versions were made in the 1940s. During the late 60s, European forces were using models of them. Most notably in Vietnam, the American Special Forces were using suppressed variants, and since England was not involved in the war, the Australian forces in Vietnam were using them, along with their own Australian uh, made some machine guns. The Chinese did buy and sell a large amount of Sten guns to Cambodia and North Vietnamese forces, who then rebarreled them and chambered them for 7.62 millimeter rounds that were compatible with the Russian PPSH submachine guns that they had stocked. Okay, yeah, I was I was going to ask about the the ammunition. Yeah, there. they took a lot of the uh, Western submachine guns they were given, like um, it's the MAT 49. It was a French submachine gun that they had. They were essentially rebarreling them for uh, for Russian submachine gun ammo, and uh, so that so yeah, a lot of these guns were like used on both sides of the war, but the ammunition was different essentially because mm. of how the the supply right. route went. 
Yeah, and that's a really important consideration when you when you're outfitting your henchmen. Um, you know, one you want to standardize. You want everyone just running this, the, you know, the same thing, so they can all, you know, it's all interchangeable. Just the same ammunition. It's something that's plentiful. Yeah. Something you can, you yeah. can get a lot of. Um, and I know this is trouble. called meta knowledge, but I looked up. I said, what were the Belgian forces using? Since in the third one, we're gonna learn there's a little bit of Belgian <laughs> in, in this. Uh, and and Dr. Evil does mention Belgian, in, in, in French, in Belgian definitely. Yeah, oh, just, and yeah. I, I found out mm-hmm. that the Belgian pretty much were using the Sten with a slightly modified version, but yeah, it was still a, so. Essentially, Europe was in the 1960s. Uh, this was the submachine gun of choice they were using in uh, in most of Europe in in the 1960s. So yeah, Sten uh, submachine gun that they're using uh, with a with a side mount nine millimeter round cartridges. Yeah, that was the preferred submachine gun of choice in uh, in Europe in the nineteen sixties. I'm honestly just thinking about how like yeah. Yeah. Sean is evil overlord and Davis the logistics operations person for like Absolutely. everything, and this yeah, is absolutely. a very dangerous duo of people <laughs> that I have on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that leads me to uh, an important question, I think. So is it easier to take an evil henchman and, and teach him to dance and DJ? Or do you get the DJ and, and teach him how to be an evil henchman? No, you got you to gotta get the henchman and teach him how to be a DJ. The DJs nowadays, very drug-oriented, very sexy babe-oriented, very like... Mm-hmm narcissistic so they're not gonna fit into a lifestyle of a henchman so you gotta like find henchmen trained to be dj okay yeah i I, and i lean that way as well and and you can and they're not that they're as as they're not even really backup dancers they're just kind of swaying and grooving to the music as you know as dr evil's doing his thing um yeah, I mean, any you know henchman can handle that. You don't need to. to <laughs> hopefully, bring hopefully, dancers. like the henchmen, they've got some sort of rhythm in them. So. Yeah. So is this kind of a you know? I and I wonder. So is this? I mean, they seem like they're digging it. They're they're kind of grooving, but then it is Doctor Evil. Maybe they're worried. Like, okay, look happy, or he's gonna kill you. Um, they get. You know, are they, they get paid? Is this like a happy? Yeah. <laughs> Is this like a happy break? It's like, oh, cool. So we're not, we're not really henchmaning it up at the moment. We're just kind of chilling. We're gonna play some music. We're gonna dance a little bit. Or are they like, listen, you know, we've got, or are they, you know, are they more in line with number two, where it's like we've got evil to perpetrate. This is just fluff. We don't want to do this. You know, is it a welcome respite or is it a, a distraction? I, was, I feel like henchmen are just down for a good time. Yeah. Because, I, 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 yeah, I think a lot of them on this island, they're kind of bored. There isn't an assault. There's no – they got the maintenance. This volcano layer is running very well. It's very efficient. So they're just kind of like – like I said, like the one mechanic henchman, he's dancing. <laughs> like he, he's next to the – With his wrench. With the like, wrench, he's yeah. Wrench. He's got – yeah. And he's just, yeah. he's just like, all right, I'm just going to – I'm just going to dance with this because yeah. I got nothing to repair. This place is running very well. <laughs> Oh my! This every, everything you say, Dave. It just like every it's it's you know it's um it's like Pandora's box. Every answer just brings more oh, questions. Wait. From what we've seen, 
And 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 not just this week. You're welcome to draw on other things from the movie outside of these particular minutes. But what have you seen that makes you think this is a well-run castle? Um, I I guess because I we never see it explode, and I feel like. <laughs> That's a very low bar. Yeah. It's like, hi, it didn't spontaneously combust. It didn't explode. I mean, yeah, hollowed out yeah. volcano. In my mind, I'm just like, oh, man, that's just like, that's just asking for trouble. But son of a gun, does this place run? I think this place, and personally, I think this place runs even better than his, uh, his, his lair in the first film. I okay. feel like they have the yeah. heat control even better, you know, because I remember there's a lot of discussion about heat control. And I just feel like, you know, they're like, yeah, this is lava, and we're doing even better with this heat control. Right. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's an excellent point. They There were a lot of issues with the layer in the first one. So, yeah. All right. I ask a question. Dave has an I answer. Always, always very diplomatic with his answer, but still a very low bar to set. <laughs> Of, like, it doesn't explode because it's a volcano. It doesn't explode. But, like, logistically, everything else is trash. Of, like... I could see, I could see, like, just Dave the car salesman. (laughs) Come on down to Dave's car. This baby is not going to explode. (laughs) None of these cars explode. Guaranteed for the brakes to not go out for 5,000 miles. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, wow, what a deal, Dave. Awesome. I'll pay, like... $20,000 $20,000 for this car. Damn. <laughs> Hot damn. What a deal. Oh my god. Well, let's leave let's leave Dr. Evil to his party. Because we have yeah. to get back to the um, shadow play that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> shadow yeah. play. So it's the shadow dancing. Um, she hasn't even gotten the explosives out. She's already trying to repack the bag. Listen, maybe she got them out. Maybe she got them out while we were busy grooving to Dr. Evil's song. But um, unfortunately, it's it's always this problem, you guys, that you unpack when you get to a place. And then when you repack, even if it's the same amount of things, it never fits back in the suitcase the way it came out. So we've got a problem where this pack is packed too tightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I know, I know you, we all had fun in games, but like, when are we going to play racket? Like, when are we going to play racquetball on this island? Like, there's not even a regulation court, I doubt, on this island. Right now, we're throwing down at midnight. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to play a really intense game <laughs> of racquetball. God. Where? I don't know. We're going to bounce the rac- the balls off of the Devo hats of the henchmen, and that's how we play our game. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, maybe they've got, you know, grenades or something, explosives. And why would you hammer? And they, they'll hit them. And well, I'm just saying, why would you bring a racket at all? Like, why is there a racket anywhere near this island? It's because they're going to be batting. They're going to racket the grenades to okay. the henchmen. That was okay. the plan. But then they got caught before they could <laughs> enact it. They were going to ra- racket the explosives over the ridge into the the fortress. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's a risky. I feel you. It's a risky move. Let's see how it works out. <laughs> 
Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. It's a bold move, Cotton. So, so I think the more bold move is you're literally hammering the racket back into the bag that's supposedly full of explosives and maybe grenades now. Yeah. And um, but, but well, that's that's the wonder of C four. As long as you don't have the detonator in it, it's you can bang on it, you can do whatever. It's not going to. And then blow. also, where did this mallet come from? Yeah, you're right. She's got to get the mallet out of somewhere. Did she get it out of that bag as well? <laughs> then how are you going to hammer the mallet? This is like a bag of holding. It's just like, yeah, it's a magical bag. We here. didn't bring Mary Poppins's bag. We brought a bag specifically for a private island survival. A private island survival bag. Now, what is in the bag that the racket just won't slide uh, right in? Um... I don't know. All I'm thinking is like, I'm seeing it from the shadow play perspective of you hammering a racket into somebody's butthole, and none of this sounds like mm-hmm. medically a good idea. Um, True. Well, yeah, because well, because once you're inside, there's a lot there's of a, twists and turns. There's a lot turns. of things in there. Yeah, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. I would think usually, well, usually yes. things are coming out that way, not going in. But when things go in, they must come out. You probably want <laughs> you want an exit strategy for the things that what? do go in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You, you, yes. Before you even start, yes. you have to have an exit strategy. Absolutely. No, and, no, and also, no like, doubt. I mean, he, I know he's looking at the map, but he really should like sit down and like spread the map out and really look at it because. <laughs> Like, you know, he's starting to get a back cramp. Hey, that's one problem. And another thing I, another thing I noticed, his male symbol necklace is really long. Like, look how long that drapes down his neck when he's leaning over. Like, but the thing that makes me so, like, Felicity is so much bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> at yes. every turn in this. He is so tiny and dainty. And she's just like hammering that shit in. And I'm like, listen, you're a big, powerful lady. Let's talk about this first. Yeah. Do we have a, do we have a safe word? <laughs> do we did. Okay. You have been looking at this map for a stupid amount of time. Yes. This island is not. Can that you read big. a map? <laughs> at least ask that question first. Oh my god, that does, yeah, that makes a lot more sense if he can't read the map and he's just kind of stalling this whole time. Hope we should get the explosive and change the topic. <laughs> is, is Austin Powers illiterate? Um, and he just doesn't want to admit it? He just, he can't read? And he's like, oh yeah, right here, I've never sure. seen him read. Yeah, he probably let, yeah, he probably let there Mrs. Kensington handle the map part. He's like, you drive and you get the map, you get me the Dr. Evil and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do the rest. Oh man, we've uncovered something. We've uncovered that Austin's <laughs> illiterate. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on in this. Couldn't movie. figure out his own wife was a fembot. He guy came and figure out a map. Like, oh yeah, yay. But we can figure out that. Nope, we still can't even figure out anything. I was gonna say we can figure out that. <laughs> Maybe this is all a horrible idea, but the only thing he figured out is um, he got a back cramp, and we got to just keep packing it in. <laughs> yeah. 
Just keep packing it in. Oh, if I had a nickel for it, I would have said that. Yeah, those are my notes, at least for, for a minute, uh, for 64. I want to save everything else. I have. I got some more I got some more notes about magma and everything, but that's, that's, that's for tomorrow's minute. Magma? Magma. Magma? All right. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because there's magma and there's lava, mm-hmm. two different things. But I'm sure, you know, they will all ever Ever the tomorrow. scientist. <laughs> He's got to address all of the specifics behind everything. He's going to lay down some knowledge on us. I'm here so, for it. Uh, we'll have to be prepared. Yeah. Well, before we round out the week, make sure everybody knows where they can listen to you, where they can find you and interact with you. And... Um, Hopefully give you some packing tips. Pack it in. <laughs> pack it up, pack it in. Uh, yeah, so you can you can find Dave Palace as always at Five Minutes of Mystery, where he talks uh, talks about the Ben Stiller classic Mystery Men five minutes at a time, and you can find me at Five Minutes of Mime, where uh, you know I talk about mime five minutes at a time, and uh, you know we we actually I don't know we we hadn't met. We set up our individual five-minute podcasts separately, you know, and then we just like, hey, you know, this, you know, we're, we're both doing five-minute podcasts, five minutes of mystery, five minutes of mime, five, you know, five mm. It's a sign we must come together, join forces, just the two of us, and we made Groundhog Minute. We can make it One if we try. Time. You know, hey, well, yeah. we tried and we made it, so yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> How sweet it is. <laughs> so you guys better go listen because it's freaking hilarious. And then if you have time after all that, because I did, we did tell you to do a lot. You can join the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. Oh yeah. Talk all about Austin Powers um, and get involved. I know that we like to post our favorite. Um, the last thing was uh, Shrek. So uh, you can thank Rick for that one. And um, we like to post our favorite GIFs, memes, and, you know, maybe some up-to-date information about Austin Powers. But catch us back for Friday for Minute 65. And don't forget, stay groovy.